Liz. I know. Just give me... I bent down and began to fiddle with the straps on my sandals. They'd been a last-minute purchase only this afternoon, after I'd rejected every single thing in my closet as being wrong for this kind of event. The trouble was that I didn't understand the event. It wasn't a barbecue. It was no one's birthday. The invitation had read, An Instruction on Wine and Cheese Pairing as if we were meant to come armed with spiral notebooks and expect an exam at the end. In the dressing room at Macy's, I'd felt good enough about the silky black pants to put them on my credit card. Now, bent nearly double in the Mezbuzz courtyard, I noticed that the fabric across my thighs was creased horizontally with hash marks. I loosened the skinny strap on one shoe and rebuckled it into the next hole before shifting my attention to the other foot. Come on, Phil breathed. Sure. I was stalling. Every minute spent on the Mezbah's porch was a minute I wouldn't have to spend inside their house. In our previous lives, Phil and I had lived in a three-bedroom rental a few blocks off the freeway. When friends invited us over, we stopped by Trader Joe's for a bottle of wine or a six-pack of microbrew. That was social convention I understood. On the bottom of this invitation had been printed in delicate scroll, Donations will be accepted for Shriners Hospital, Sacramento. So this is a thing? I'd asked Phil, showing him the invitation. Come to our house, bring your checkbook, and we'll teach you about wine? He'd shrugged. It's just an excuse to get together. It sounds fun. We're going? Why wouldn't we? I'd been saying it in a hundred ways, and he hadn't heard me yet. Because these aren't our kind of people. Because we don't belong. It was all a mistake, beginning with Phil's new job and our move to the Palms, and ending with me standing in front of the Mezba's front door in these silly pants and uncomfortable shoes. All right, Phil said now in the voice he sometimes used with Danielle when she took too long in the bathroom or kept him waiting in the car. I secured the second buckle and straightened, spotting the outline of the folded envelope in his breast pocket. $200, payable to the Shriners Hospital of Sacramento, the going rate of admission into the social world of the Palms. It was both more than we could afford and ridiculously cheap, considering the heavy door knocker and the immaculate tile work. We wouldn't want to miss any instruction, I said, trying to bring back a note of levity, of shared camaraderie, and let's make the best of it. But Phil was looking away from me. The door was opening, and the joke was lost. Victor Mezba stood in the doorway, a glass of wine in one hand. In the golden light from the wall sconces, it looked like blood sloshing in his glass. Here they are, he boomed in a voice that echoed off the floors, just when we were beginning to think you wouldn't show. Phil met his aggressive handshake. Wouldn't think of it. I extended a hand, too, but Victor threw his free arm around my shoulder. 
It's so nice to meet you, I said, but his neck smothered my words. Liz, finally, Miriam said, and I disentangled myself from Victor's half-hug. She was slender and severely beautiful, with a nose that would have been too much on another woman. She hooked me by the arm and led me through a wide foyer to an open great room, our heels clattering on the mahogany floors. Our new neighbors, the McGinnises, she announced to the room at large, where at least a dozen couples were gathered in polite clusters. Everyone turned, chorusing their hellos. They looked so smooth and shiny, as if they'd all arrived en masse from appointments at the salon. Overhead, an enormous ceiling fan moved like a sluggish insect. Of course, most.